Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable, mid-morning chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Getting excited. It looks like we're going to have an early spring, Eric. Oh, don't get me going with the whistle pig nonsense. I was driving in this morning. By the way, first hour of today's show is what I'm calling Scott Slade, the exit interview. Scott will make his way in here and we'll go in that direction. But I guess there's enough time for me to uh, real. I mean, we all know that the whole groundhog thing is BS. We all understand that. But it really hit me as I was driving in this morning because Scott was talking about it, and then Christina Edwards was on, and then he said, well, uh, you know, it's going to be cloudy. It's going to be cloudy. And I was thinking, like, well, this is a really stupid concept. No matter where you are in the region, you're supposed to predict, what, the next three months of weather based on— Six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. All right. I don't care if it's one week or one— You're going to predict the weather based on whether or not— it's cloudy in your area on that day because the whole, did he see his shadow? Basically, you say, was the sun out? Right? Like, <laughs> you're not going to see your shadow if it's cloudy. <laughs> now, I know that's ridiculous because we all know it's BS. But, you know, we could have uh, demanded a better story. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we could have demanded maybe something that was a little more believable. You know, like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. More believable than a rodent actually notices. Does a rodent ever notice whether or not there's a shadow? That's the question. And the answer is no. If it does, it gets scared and runs back into its hole. Yeah, exactly. What? It's just going to react because it's going to think it's another whistle pig. Yes. That's what? what's going to happen. I would trust a rodent in the state of Georgia any day over a rodent up in Pennsylvania. Oh, there's oh Jared, yeah. There his, you his go. With, with your uh, provincialism. Yes. Scott Slade joins us. <laughs> you know, with our standard is if the groundhog comes back in wet, it's raining. <laughs> That's you, Now that is 100% accurate. Yep, there you are. Unless, uh, unless he holds moisture for a number of hours, which they don't. My Mayor, understanding. Mayor Dickens was on with us earlier this morning, and he said, you know, I did my research, and the groundhog is only right 40% of the time, so bet against the groundhog. Bet against it. Actually, well, bet against, any, bet against bad logic. It'll, it'll come up like every time. If it's cloudy, nothing is going to see its shadow, and basically that says nothing about the next six weeks. Yeah. But They asked a the beaver to do it, but he didn't give a damn. <laughs> hey! Listen, yeah. you, wait. 
Now, this Scott, is after that, uh, <laughs> Scott, uh, do you have any headphones? Because you won't yeah, be able to hear Autumn. They should, should be right? all uh, hooked up. For you won't be Scott. able to hear Autumn. Those are probably the worst headphones. We, what we wanted you <laughs> oh to do gosh. is make you. <laughs> I know those headphones. We wanted you. Terry Gar's earmuffs. <laughs> we wanted you to experience the worst headphones available in WSB uh, on the. Uh, what is this? Your pen, this was your penultimate show. Uh, today, as the host, what show? What number? I think it was like seven thousand five hundred thirty-two. <laughs> wow. wow, something like that. That is uh, now this. So I, I consider this. Uh, this is my uh, exit interview with Scott Slade. Oh my gosh! So I want to go through. I, I want to go through. Uh, you know, fr- I want to find. I know a bit about you. We've worked together what about eight years now, yeah, yeah. and uh, so I, I piece together little bits here and there. So I want to, I want to kind of paint in that stuff a little bit. Okay. So obviously, it's been thirty-two years, almost yeah. to the day, like just a couple of weeks ago. Exactly, right? January twenty-sixth yeah. was when we started the Lance Morey News. And you were in the copter before then, doing traffic mm-hmm, for about seven years. All right. So you actually have been here almost forty years. Right. Almost forty years. Mm-hmm. So let's go back in time. If I. If I had uh, if I had thought to order up uh, you know some string music to go back in time I would have done it but I didn't so <laughs> let's go back in time so what I think I know about you is that you your father was a doctor and you grew up kind of in a, a rural like I on did. a farm type grew up of thing. on a farm just west of Griffin Georgia it's my hometown mm-hmm. yeah I was born at Emory Hospital grew up in Griffin. My dad was a physician. He did his internship in the Navy. So when I was a little kid, we went to Guam for two years. Oh. Were you old enough to kind of have memories from yeah, that? Or, okay. I do. I remember the, the scare about the typhoon. I remember swimming in an ocean lagoon, and I popped up out of the water, and my parents were screaming bloody murder because I popped up in a squadron of Portuguese men of war. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Well, you always had a, a, a good n- nose. You, that nose led you to news. It's like you knew, you knew where to go to be in the middle of it and figure out what was going yeah, on. And so I escaped. It's funny I yeah. remember that. I yeah. guess I remember because they were so upset. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no idea that these guys things could have killed me. Well, Scott, so. do you know why with those early memories even – have you ever thought about that? Well, how come I remember this but I don't remember so much of the other stuff? Yeah. It's you remember the things that happened for the first time because it's new to you and you're, right. and you're learning. So when right. we think back on our childhood – if you really think about it, you don't remember every birthday party, but if you remember one, something happened, either good or bad or or whatever. And that's what we're doing with you, going through the memories. Dad was a physician. Yep. Um, Mom have a career or stay she at did. home? She was a nurse. In fact, mm-hmm. they, made, they met at Emory. Oh, okay. Uh, she was studying nursing, and he was studying medicine, and uh, it went on from there. And uh, she became a homemaker. At, you know, I had... Uh, uh, four. Uh, actually, if you if you count my uh, my half brothers, I'm a, I'm the oldest of seven. Mm, yeah, I see. so it's a big family. I'm in a big one too mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about that? But, yeah. Well, so, you know, we're 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 going away. You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. you're lucky to find uh, parents with two kids these days. But we come from a little bit of a, a little bit older than me, but not much. And I was a nerdy kid. You know, I had the cardboard boxes and I painted dials on them and whatnot, pretending I was controlling the program I was watching <laughs> nice. on TV. <laughs> and All nice. right, when did that so, start? When uh, did that start? Seven or eight years yeah. old. And did you like sit that. in your room and sort of uh, kind of do patter. Uh, you know, the cool thing was, growing up in Griffin, I could listen to these terrific local guys. And, and mm-hmm. Griffin was one of those, it's like one of those media sweet spots. It was a radio hot spot. It was, like four radio stations, you know? Uh, Marshall, Griffin. Yeah. Marshall Mann, the voice of the PA voice of the Braves, did mm-hmm. mornings on the local station there, WKEU. And I, wow. I grew up listening to him calling funeral homes and, and <laughs> cop shops and the hospital for the daily births and all that kind of stuff you do in a small town. Right. So I had those guys. But I could also listen to Atlanta stations. Mm-hmm. So I heard all the great guys on WSB, 
Kent Burkhart's Quixie and Dixie, WQXI, you know, back in the days. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget driving to high school in 1969, Gary McKee's first morning on Quixie. Wow, wow. And, and uh, I said, you know what? He might make it. Yeah. yeah. I think this guy's got something. <laughs> he might make it. You know, his shtick <laughs> might work in this <laughs> town. Said, yeah. So I was 15 years old, and I always wanted to be on the air, and a buddy of mine in speech class said, hey, let's go to Atlanta and take the license test. You had to have a license back then to run the radio station. That's in stop right there. It's interesting. For me, I came into radio uh, 89, 90, okay. and l- saw people in front of me who had to take the license test. Right, But I didn't. It like it went away somewhere right in there. Right uh-huh. before I started being on the air, yeah. you didn't have to have a license anymore. Basically, yeah. you had to learn how to take meter readings and yeah. not curse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, third uh, third uh, class uh, radio uh, permit with broadcast endorsement. Yes, and I had the little, I had it laminated after Ooh, a while. Nice. On, I can't find yeah, it. Yeah, and to get into the history of that, if people don't know, what you just said, you had to take the uh, readings mm-hmm. off of the uh, transmitter. transmitter because a lot of this was very, uh, at that time, the idea of being the public airwaves was a bigger idea than it is now. So right. And you were almost like, you were considered like you would have a lab coat on when you went into the radio because yeah. you had to keep per, you had to keep precise records to take, make sure that, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Take it seriously. So yeah. I, uh, I want to have, have professionals who are licensed on the air. So I marched, I marched into this little radio station, uh, second floor walk-up over a jewelry store in downtown Griffin, and said, I'd like to have a job. And I was 15. My parents had to take me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> did they wait outside or did they go shopping? <laughs> I think they did. I think they did. Yeah. At any rate, they, they, just, they just had a little chuckle. And I said, well, let's take, maybe you should take this guy seriously. We have a noon to sign-off shift on Sunday nobody wants to do. And if he's got anything, maybe we can rope him into doing it. And this is what they were saying behind the scenes. I'm right. Sure, right. For very so, little money. Yeah. For very, right. yeah exactly. It's a the dollar, opportunity. Dollar fifty an hour. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. So, yeah. And so, did so, they turn off at sundown or something? They did. So, during the winter. At 15, they, I don't think you should be there from noon till midnight. That's or right. No, yeah, noon till 8 during the summer or mm-hmm. noon till 5 during the winter. At any rate, they said, Do you have an audition tape? And I said, No, I don't. He says, Well, there's a production room down the hall. Go make us one. I went, oh. <laughs> so I walked down the hall, what? and I'm looking at this equipment for the first time ever, and I figured out how to do it, yeah. and I brought it back out, and they listened to it, and they went, can you start Sunday? Nice. I couldn't believe it. And My, you said yes. I'm yes, assuming you said yes. It's a dream, right? <laughs> yeah. And it was a great little radio stage. It was owned by a guy named Buddy Farnan, who was an advertising executive in Atlanta, and he used to do commercials on TV for Irvingdale Milk, and he had a puppet called Minnie Quartz. That is, a, that is a style of local television gone forever. Isn't that, that a good style? It, yes, it's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. But this station was loaded with guys from Atlanta who, I don't want to say they're on their last leg, but they just wanted to do something at the end of their career. Mm-hmm. And so I had all these guys that worked in major markets bringing me up. Oh, so great the, mentors, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for the, so the so my I always say my first six weeks on the air, I learned half of what I know about mm-hmm. radio. Wow. From those guys. Yeah, you everything kind of lined up there. It did. And then we got to take our first break. Sure. We're going to spend the first hour with Scott Slade here. Uh, and when we get back, you know, you can have the interest. You can actually turn out to be good at the equipment and putting on a demo. What I want to find out when we get back is kind of an odd question is, did you know you had the voice? Did you develop the voice? Uh, where did? Because if you don't put that part in, especially in 80s, 90s, then all of your interest and all your potential maybe doesn't happen. Our exit interview with Scott Slade continues. 
but not as long as I thought it was going to be. I didn't realize you had another uh, commitment at 9.30. So okay. uh, we will uh, we'll get you through this. I wanted to have... I was asking around. I wanted to find very early audio of you, like either in the copter uh-huh. or your first day on AMN. And apparently, and I won't get into the details, some years ago there was an incident here at WSB and basically everything was wiped. <laughs> uh, the archive was completely wiped. Yeah. So unfortunately, I don't, I don't have any of that stuff. I would like to do that. Before we went to the uh, break... I was talking, we, we got into the fact that you became interested in radio at six, seven, or eight years old. You, you were, got your first radio job at 15. They said, hey, the equipment's over there. You've never seen it before. You figured it out. So you've got the interest. You've got the ability. When was the voice something that was just there? Was that just luck? Or did you realize, um, oh, these guys have a way of uh, that lower, the best radio. It's the opposite of my voice. I'll tell you, Scott, <laughs> one of the great reasons I knew I could come to WSB because it's one of the only places where it always had unorthodox voices on the air. Neil didn't have right. the kind of thing Clark does not have. Right. And so I thought, okay, my stupid Kermit the Frog Muppet voice <laughs> can maybe work. But you've got that classic lower range. When you, when you speak lower, you, uh, people have more confidence in what you're saying, mm-hmm. radio or not. People yeah. have more confidence in the lower register. Was that learned? Was it natural? Was it a little of both? How did you get there? Because your voice is unbelievably resonant. Well, thank you. It, uh, first of all, it, it's this gift. You know, yeah. it's nothing I did. It's just a gift. But I actually found it in high school speech class at Griffin High School. Mm-hmm. Pat Lee uh, was our uh, was our drama and speech mm-hmm. teacher, and I got up in front of the class one day to give a talk, and out it came. Wow! And Almost then- literally. So, but it was something I've been thinking about for a long time. In fact, I got upset because my voice wouldn't change quicker. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're 15, if we were able to find any sort of tape of that, when you're 15, is it going to be like, Scott Slade, did you hear? What is that going to sound like? Oh, no, actually, it was coming out then, but, you know, because oh, I, was, I was in high school then. But, yeah, right. no, if you, you caught me around 12 or 13, you, you would have huh? gone, what? <laughs> Where are the rascals? That's right. <laughs> and you guys are playing uh, contemporary country, so 69 to... Yeah. And that first like, station, so, yeah. sure, yeah, Conway Twitty, yeah. and you know, uh, Bobby Gentry was crossing over, and Porter, uh, Dolly Parton was still singing with Porter Wagoner. So you were there when country, was, when country was good. Wow. Country was good. It was so, back at where I loved it. So how did, how does it happen that you get from there to here in the copter, and then how do you get from the copter to AMN? Uh, luckily, I had a great great experience coming all the way through with those great guys in Griffin. I worked for three stations in Griffin and learned from all of them when I was in high school, and then I wound up in Athens at WRFC. Uh, when I went to Georgia for a year, I was, uh, I was part of the original staff at WUOG, the student station, mm-hmm. sign-on staff. There. Oh, really? Yeah. And there was this dude named Chucky Boo Boo Barron at WRFC. <laughs> Chucky Boo Boo Barron. Boo Barron. Classic disc jockey. One of the <laughs> best guys you've ever heard on the radio. Kind of a boss jock kind oh, of guy? Oh, man. Yeah. He was cooking. He would cook. And he was on RFC at the time. And Jay Thomas was a friend of Boo's and called... Boo and said, hey, man, I need a guy to do overnights at the Ape in Jacksonville when it was the Big Ape and played Top 40 music. And Boo says, you got to listen to this kid, Scott Slade. And Jay did, and he called me up and said, when can you be here? Mm. Wow. $165 a week, man. I didn't spend it all in one place either. It was the big time. The <laughs> big time was, was calling. Oh, man. Now, this is Jay Thomas, the one who was an actor yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. New York yeah. City yeah. DJ, right? Yeah. yeah, he was doing mornings at, uh, at uh, Ways in Charlotte where I wound up oh. later. But he was also the group PD for the company at that time. 
So, Didn't he end up in New York? Was he the, by the eighties or something? I just yeah. rem- I remember seeing him on Mork and Mindy and TV mm-hmm. shows and stuff. He was amazing. Right. He was a real personality. So was that traffic or was that on air? When was you on went air. There? I was on air. I was playing yeah. top forty records, mm-hmm. you know, for for about ten or twelve years in Jacksonville and in Charlotte, and then I took some time off and came back here and got a job at WSB, and uh, they needed somebody to do the overnight show and uh, and call Skip Carey and wake him up every morning. <laughs> so, that was my job for about six weeks, and um, the copter guy had an accident, and I'd filled in during the summer again one more time. Hey, would you like to fill in uh, for a week doing traffic in Atlanta? I went, sure. I'd never done it. Yeah. Here's where to meet the helicopter, and here's your map. So, <laughs> wow! It's kind yeah. of I like yeah. this. You, you did a lot of sort of baptism by fire. Hey, yeah. there's a room, there's equipment. Right. Go make us a demo. <laughs> yeah. There's a map. Get it. Right. And, and saying we, yes, and, right? Well, you got to yeah. say yes. Yeah, yeah. you got to say yes. Very flexible, then. Very yeah. pliable. You know what? Then, fake so. it till you make it is a real thing. But you have to make it. I yeah. mean, it's like yeah. it's, it, it, you can't just keep on faking it. But you have to say yes. You got to toss yourself in, right? And then one of the more momentous days of my career is when they call me in after traffic one morning in 1991, January 91, and they said, we've decided to change the morning show completely. Our research tells you that our audience considers you to be trustworthy, very smart, and you're not funny. Which makes you perfect for what we have in mind. <laughs> they weren't planning a comedy show. No, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> and I was so upset. You mean I'm not funny? <laughs> and I mean, yes. like, it's like an actor. Sometimes you'll watch something and you know that this actor was picked because they're not that great looking. Right. Like they have to kind of like, oh, I'm getting work. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Ugly man number one. You know, it's like, oh, I'm getting work. Right. <laughs> right. And so I have merely made a great career out of being not funny it's, i really have well you are years. yeah but you know what it's a perfect way and the reason i want we have to wrap up because we got to do the commercials but scott it's uh you're i believe that you are the most trusted voice in this city and that's nothing going against anyone else on radio or television but there are people who've been waking up for 32 years and the first thing they do is they turn on scott slade and they don't and and you've been through the politics and the radio station is this and the radio station is that and the audience is this politically, the audience is that. It was always important that in the midst of all of that, there was the stable, unchanging voice that you could count on and rely upon. You're human. I'm sure you made some mistakes. The audience knows that you do. Sure. But they also know that you never tried to trick them that you never tried to get them to follow you anywhere in what you thought. You, I've known you for eight years now. That's not that long in your career. But every day you show up, and I know that you know what your mission is, which is to inform the metro Atlanta area, start their day properly, help them out. And uh, you do have... You do have a sense of humor, and you do have uh, personality. Your trick is knowing when to pull that back and give the information and when to reveal it. Because everybody listening to Scott Slade knows that he loves music, knows that he loves movies, knows that he loves... But you didn't lead with it. You, It's part of the whole package. And Scott Slade, you are a, a personal hero to me. I think you know that. Thank you. And uh, this city loves you. And uh, this was your decision. That was the most important thing to me. Yes. And you're not going away from WSB forever. You're just stepping back as the host of Atlanta's Morning News. Scott Slade, 
uh, I would say I'd miss you, but I'm going to see you because you're still going to be around. You sure will. And uh, thank you very much because when I used to work at other places, I'd drive in and I'd be listening to Scott Slate. <laughs> and now I've been lucky enough to work with you. Congratulations and best of luck on everything that comes next. Thank you very much. That's high praise. Thanks. I appreciate it, Eric. My uh, hackneyed producer, Jared Yamamoto, is insisting. Sup? He went and got the uh, the groundhog deal from what Puxatani Phil. Well, and then, I, I uh, don't consider him my groundhog. Okay, he's not. Okay, I get it. You you have, have rodent provincialism. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, and besides, this, we have a whistle pig, right? They that, have a groundhog. Same thing, right? Pretty much. Is it the same thing? They yeah, are. Much. They're woodchucks. Why do they, what's so special about these creatures they need three different names? They're no. wo- a woodchuck? They tell us the weather. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm going to give them a pass. Good point. Show some respect is what you're saying. Yes. They, they don't have to tell it, us the it weather. It really gets Christina Edwards. <laughs> Wait, do upset. they tell us or are they forced? They're a little hmm. from column A, a little from column the whistle I think it's road and labor. What? Whistle pig comes from when you run over them with your car, they whistle. Is that true? They, uh, she just made that up. I just made You it. hate these animals. Uh, I used and to you're... shoot them with a 12-gauge shotgun. Well, I... Oh. For getting in the garden. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as the host of the Von Hessler Doctrine, <laughs> I just want to say that I do not endorse, nor do I advocate for the violence that... Uh, Tim Andrews has just expressed on these airwaves. And they should not eat my peas, that's all. I would uh, I would fire him immediately, but uh, the next guy up only has 450 voices. <laughs> my peas! <laughs> so, you have the, uh, should we go through the audio? Yeah, let's I think it's it. a law. I think FCC radio stations have to do the, uh, have to play along with the Groundhog Well, we're talking day. about how we used to have the license with Scott Slade before. It, it, we are licensed and required to play the Groundhog audio. Well, do you know that uh, <laughs> Groundhog Day means to me is that it's uh, Greg Russ's birthday, and now he's 41, so he'll be uh, more neurotic than ever. Go ahead. Are you going to play the Puxatani Phil first? Or, yeah, let's start with Puxatani Phil. general bow not regard. No matter how you measure, <laughs> it's six more weeks of winter weather. There's Poxitani. Oh, I forgot that these rodents are uh, little poets as well. It's always a little poem. <laughs> They're little poets, right? I didn't know that they were poets. But yeah, but it's always, at least from Puxatani Phil. I don't know how we do it down here with this. Bo's uh, not as talented. With this hick whistle pig. <laughs> but uh, Puxatani Phil, it's always a, uh, I think that he writes a little poem and then the human finds it. No matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. Why are people there? Are they just getting drunk? Is it a tailgate? Is people that what it is? People go and they have a big... I mean, have you ever been to Puxatani? No, I haven't. There's nothing else to do except for wait for this one day. Uh-huh. Everything else is like a shuttered store. But is it store. townies? Or is it people uh, coming in? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Have you been there for it? Not for that. I've driven through. I wanted to see where he lived. Remember that big, wasn't goofy there. mayor of New York City? He wasn't there. He, remember that big, goofy mayor of uh, New York City? De Blasio, when they oh, yeah. they had their New York one, and it, it squirmed out of his hands, and it fell, and it died. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I do remember oh. that. That but, was my personal favorite groundhog. No, he Which, had a permanent winter. <laughs> he certainly yes. did. He, had, he never got to what? see the sun again. He basically, it really is a sad story because there were uh, there were no more weeks of uh, any seasons for that poor thing. <laughs> no, yes. and yet they let that man stay in office. I guess it's who Murder. you know. Connections, right? Yep. It's who you know. All right, well, so what do you have here from here, Bo? Here in, here in Georgia, our... Dr. B- uh, General 
It's not general. We got rid of general. It's so it's now. It used to be general. Admiral? Used to be General Beauregard. Didn't general it? Beauregard. What's wrong Lee? with yeah. General Beauregard? Because his last name's Lee. That's number one. It could it's be L E I G H. Okay, I understand <laughs> yeah. that. It's a possibility they could have done that. <laughs> Vivian Lee. But now it just sounded too Confederate. So now he's uh, no general. He's uh, Bo not regard. <laughs> And he's, he's just Bo. He's like a. Why aren't there females? He's like a, predicting the weather. Well, we well, don't know how wow. Come on, let's, come on. Let's not be crazy. Women <laughs> 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 yeah. telling yeah. the weather? Oh, yeah, they clean it up the cave and everything. Cave? <laughs> 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 they live down they live, ground? they live in a hole in the ground. Oh, yeah, 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 like a burrow. Oh, I would. That's say. why the women are smarter. They're in the caves. Exactly. And Bo, not as good. Not as good of a poet as. Uh, Poxitani Phil. Glad tidings and good news. I did not see my shadow. Well, well you know, some consider that uh, poetry that doesn't rhyme to be the uh, the higher art form, actually. So. Slam I don't poet. think that yeah. they say little poems. Because they, even the Punxsutawney one, did he say a poem? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, go yeah. back, obviously. I didn't hear a poem. Okay, well, why don't you put your ears on and listen to this? <laughs> no my matter how broken. you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. No matter how you measure. Measure and weather. Okay, it's a, what do you want? Yeah. It's too far apart. It needs to be, no matter how you measure, then the the bad, the, we the weather. You know, if you're going to correct a poet. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. Let's come up with a better poem. If, you, if you're going to correct a poet, you need to be able to, you know. I'm gonna no matter to... how you weather, no matter how you measure. Mm-hmm. Somebody called Dylan the, Thomas. There's a... What about no him? No matter how you measure. No. They say uh, Dylan Thomas always saw his shadow, <laughs> even when the sun, even at night. I screwed that up. I was going to say he never saw his shadow because it was always cloudy around yes. him. Oh, we're both one. messing up. Yeah, we are. Except I'm doing it on a higher level because I'm talking I can do about my Dylan Thomas. Joke again. Wow. My... Yeah. Yeah. I was being Maya Angelou. Are you saying that she's not high art? Uh, Busted. Hey, she's not the no only. No more summers for she's, you. Winter for life. She's Dying. not the only one who knows why the caged bird sings. I always What's knew that too. Mean? What? Excuse me. That's her fo- most famous poem, I believe. Huh? I know why the caged bird sings. Because there's always hope. Yes. Because they're birds. And Duh. that's what birds do. Why yeah. do I need poetry? So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's hear the the non poetry of uh, uh, we'll Bo, the, Bo Not Regard. We keep things simple here at the South, guys. Glad tidings and good news. I did not see my shadow. I'll tell you that. It ain't it ain't gonna be cold no more. Now, are there people who are rooting for one side or the other? Yeah. Like wait, like waiting for I the mean, o- listen to those women. They're, they're doing the like girls gone wild thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, lifting up their tops. It's a hell of a day for this whistle pig. <laughs> a lot of red solo cups. <laughs> oh, come on! Uh, I don't think we're helping it's our winner somewhere. Oh, we're out that of guy co- that's yelling. The dumb guy he says like beaver. <laughs> How do you know he's dumb? <laughs> oh, okay, it's, he thinks he's a beaver. Other people have rooting interest on either side. They want more winter or they want less. Oh yeah, winter. The, the more winter people got in a big fight with yeah. the uh, early. Remember when everybody was people? waiting for the OJ verdict? I'm thinking like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's riots. <laughs> And it's never right, as Scott Slade said, 40%. Never. Neither was the OJ verdict. <laughs> Whoa, now that's Whoa. a... Ladies and gentlemen... I'm going to take a stand on this 30-year-old. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as the host of this show, the Von Hessler Doctrine, I do not... I believe in the jury system. Right, Jared Yamamoto? Amen. Even if they get it wrong. What? Jared and I were just talking about this before the show. Better that a thousand guilty go free than one innocent. 
lands in prison for it, right? Innocent until proven guilty. Thank you. Thank you you got to prove him guilty, all right? The glove didn't fit. I don't want to have a 30-year-old <laughs> argument. You're, you're just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, well, now, admittedly, 99% of the other evidence went against him. But yeah. the glove did not fit. And you want to talk about a good... They should have had that uh, Johnny Cochran write the uh, little uh, poems oh, yeah. for because he had the great. Uh, if it does, if it, if the if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. That's the kind of poem Autumn likes. It's straight. It's right to the See? point. You, you rhyme quickly. Well, listen, Autumn. Hey, here's a little bit more from Poxitani Phil here. See, Poxitani Phil. Okay. What is it? Pox-a-tani. He keeps saying Poxitani. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pox-a-tani. Excuse me. I apologize. He's come down. He's come down with a bad, bad case. <laughs> yes. Monk- I see. It's weird. It's, when you see that it's a groundhog with monkey pox, but it happens. Six more weeks of lesions. <laughs> <laughs> You spent some time in Berlin. (laughs) Here's a little more. I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. That's the full thing. That guy's really getting into it too much. Is he a politician? He sounds like he's saying, you know, a chicken in every pot. He usually has a top hat on. Right, there were a lot of people. Well, I was watching it live earlier, and he was saying that like this magical cane makes it so that I can understand the beeps and squeaks of Punxsutawney Phil. It's LARPing at this point, right? It's just like Dungeons and Dragons, and we'll all, you know, what the hell? People have fun. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have to understand why people have fun. Let people have fun. That's what Autumn always tells me. Eric, shut up! Stop being a curmudgeon. Yo, uh, beavers can't predict the weather. It's witchcraft. <laughs> False idols, we, right? We look for that. We look for that. It's black magic. There's no doubt about it. Oh, it's definitely black magic. I trust the science. <laughs> Do you think that, yeah, if you have a sign in your front yard that says, in this house, we, <laughs> we, we trust, trust the, the beaver. We, but we they're tr- like, happy Groundhog Day. <laughs> we trust the groundhogs. <laughs> <laughs> in this house, I saw that. Those are neighbor. the Republicans across the street. They're the traditionalists. <laughs> We're originalists. We trust the poor Richard's almanac. In, in this house, we trust Bo. We trust Bo. I still call him Beauregard. What's care. his real name? It, Beauregard. It was General Beauregard oh, they just took Lee. Away the and the no, general? after the whole, you know, when we started uh, tearing Civil down statues. War. They thought that sounds a little too much like uh, something that may have actually happened in history, and we're going to pretend that it didn't. So let's change it to, like, some sort of metrosexual in Atlanta. Bo! Hey! (laughs) Hey, y'all. Hey. Why can't it just be like, you know, Rebecca? (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca, are we going to have more winter? Oh, my God. Hold on. Wait. I think that's my shadow. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, my shadow? Wait, that's good. (laughs) Summer. Beach body. What's your name again? Gotta work on my summer body. What's your name again? Rebecca. Duh! I see you like every year. I know. I saw. I saw your blog spot. Back work. into your tree stump. Okay, bye. In this hole, we believe in. This hole believes in science. Global warming. Am I right? <laughs> Rebecca, how do you feel about that? The global warming. It sucks. I bet you it was supposed to be like really cold. <laughs> But it's, like, warmer today. Wait, so, Rebecca, do you uh, like longer springs or do you like longer winters? What do you prefer? I like going out. <laughs> and when it's cold out, you, like, can't see my summer body. Oh, I think you'd like climate change then, right? That, that, that heat I do, up. but, like, it sucks because, 
It's not cool. Is that why you're against climate change? It's not cool. It's not like literally not cool. Okay. Also, like it's like not busting. I'm forgetting again. Who are, we t- who are we talking to? What's your What's your name? Rebecca. <laughs> That's what I thought. You can find her at Rebecca. Dot blogspot. Dot com. Dot whistlepig. Edu. <laughs> dot edu dot gov dot org dot a rowdy group of misfits that love to have fun it is hilarious the jokes the voices the von hessler doctrine 95.5 wsb atlanta's news and talk I just like the song when we keep listening to it. It's jamming out. It's really all about me today. It's not about the audience. Is it ever? Now, what kind of question is that? Of course, I go to the first. Okay, that is the type. That's not really the question I was. I was asking, like, why would you ask me such a question like that? You know me. Mm -hmm. You know that I never stop thinking about the audience their welfare, what they need, how I can provide it for them. You know that. I do. You know that. So why would you bring up such a squirrelless comment? I don't know. What is squirrelless? I don't know what that not means, good. so I squirrels? can't answer that. No, it's not squirrels. Beavers? It's not, not squirrelless. Ground squirrels. Listen, enough of the rodent talk. Is a squirrel a rodent? Oh, rats. <laughs> I'm not the first one. There used to be a bunch of comedians. I'm not going to fall for your wordplay. You know, I'm not going to have you destroy what this once great radio show with your lowest form of... Uh, entertainment wordplay so when it happens from now on i'm just not gonna i'm gonna act like it's not I, it didn't happen i get it you're the big cheese so jared what's up uh, see <laughs> see how good i did there you were was, acknowledging it by not acknowledging it. I get it, was, it it was as if you were not trying to destroy my show <laughs> i just kept on running right on through it don't fall into our trap mm. we're just scratching the surface hey you know we don't have a lot of time here so let's just say that yesterday we played tom brady's retirement deal yeah and when we were listening to it, I didn't realize how emotional he was. I watched it when I got home. Well, this real human, uh, he's, he almost starts crying. Uh, well, I mean, he's not like the outgoing uh, chief of staff of the White House. He didn't actually start blubbering in front of people. That guy did. I didn't see that. Ron Klain? Oh, we've got uh, audio. We've got audio of this. I learned everything I know about how to be a good father from Joe Biden. All right. He is the best father I know and the best role model I know. I hope my kid grows up to be a crack addict who has sex with prostitutes and records it on his computer and then leaves it at a shop. <laughs> That's good parenting. And even though it's also the hardest job I've ever had, I will miss this job, our work, this mission, and most of all, this team all right, every single day. <laughs> who was the Republican who was crying? You would cry all the time. Oh, John Boehner. John Boehner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Nancy Pelosi so much. <laughs> he cried when she, uh, she had her last day. He cried. When she had her last, was he was he there? Did he show he up? He was around. Yeah, I heard I heard audio of him on Sebastian Gork. Oh, oh, oh you listen to your big you big listener to the Sebastian when I can't Gorka. get to, when I can't get my car thing to work to play my podcast sometimes. And uh, what do you like about what is it about Sebastian Gorka's show? Oh, I love it when he talks about relief factor. <laughs> Doctor Sebastian Gorka, Doctor, and we there, have to make sure that there job. is no doubt. There is no doubt that that guy ended up in the Trump administration because Trump watched him on Fox. Oh, absolutely. One of like probably four or five. He's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs>
He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they never got like, uh, can you imagine how they get all defensive about the Dr. Jill? Yeah. It's Dr. Sebastian. Call him Dr. Gorka. I do. I want everyone else to. He's a doctor. Is he a medical doctor? I don't know. <laughs> I, it's good there in his name, doctor. No, I believe Autumn. Speaking has, of doctors. Yeah. Speaking of doctors. Yes. The doctors doctor. of live reads. The doctor of live reads. <laughs> Autumn Fisher is about to do some major surgery. If you're selling your home, you should include my realtors, Lindy, and the Empower Home Team, and here's why. They already have the buyers, and they get it. With over 30 years of experience serving the local community, they've perfected the home selling process for you, which means less stress while getting the most money for your home. Jim, who recently sold with Lindy, needed to sell fast. Lindy brought Jim an offer that was for over for was for over asking price in just four days from their list of over 15,000 buyers. This is how it works. Lindy and the Empower Home Team put their unique systems to work, which creates massive demand and instant results. Jim had multiple offers on day one, and he was able to accept the best one. Make the call like Jim. Call Lindy and the Empower Home Team today at 833-403-SOLD. That's 833-403-SOLD. Or visit lindyhasthebuyers.com. That's L-I-N-D-E, havesthebuyers.com. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. And I just saw Scott Slade again out in the uh, newsroom. And uh, I offered him a job as our new stunt boy. He turned me down. Oh. You know, like, oh. Go do wacky things on the street. He said, ah, it's all right. Hide in bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Put otherwise innocent people in awkward positions yeah. and then laugh at them. That's what old radio is all about. Hi, you seem to be a hardworking, honest citizen. <laughs> Let me mess with your head for a while, and then we'll make fun of you in front of the entire community tomorrow morning. I miss those days. Sign this release. <laughs> Am I going to be famous? No. Yeah. Well, there you go. And you tune in. I'll tell all your friends. They'll be talking about me on the, uh, the big radio show tomorrow morning, and then you find out. You were the mark. You were the target. Hmm. I miss those days of radio. Let's bring him back. Jared, you go out and do the audio. But wait, you already got, you already asked Scott, shouldn't we get yeah. somebody? Uh, he can't do it. Stunt guy. Let me send George Clark. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I get uh, a, a veggie, vegan, you know, whatever. Like, we're on talk radio, so we... Yeah. Um, are, are you a libtard? <laughs> <laughs> you know what the Bilderberg group is? <laughs> Are you? Have you been to Epstein Island? Does my T-shirt trigger you? <laughs> That's what we do. We'll have him run around in his stupid Alex Jones T-shirt. Am I triggering you? It's get triggered with George Clark. Look, we got a whole new segment. Oh, there we dun, go. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Uh, I'll take it off. And that's the thing you did. Then you offered to remove your T-shirt. I'm going to wear a pro-life snow cap at the Smithsonian and get kicked out. Oh, wait. That actually happened. Did that happen? Yeah. Who got what, what's a pro-life snow cap? A bunch cap? of kids from a school in South Carolina wore blue hats so they could identify each other uh-huh. at the museum, yeah. and they were pro. They had a pro-life message on them, and the what was staff that like, threw uh, them out. What was the pro-life message? Just support life, something. Yeah, like don't that. don't rip. Don't. No, it wasn't graphic. It was just we support life, and they got thrown out. <laughs> Would that I be see some... where you were going with that? <laughs> yes. Wow, yes. you were locked and loaded, Eric. Like the, that's the craziest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Stop ripping kids out <laughs> of your. Lo- that's a lot of verbiage on a hat. 
<laughs> you can make a hat out of where they come from, but you can't make a hat out of yes. keeping them alive. So this is the response to the pink hats. It was just so the it's kids the could hats. identify themselves. Yeah, I guess. But how, how old are the kids? The pink hats every okay, now Okay, now let's go to the other side. How old are the kids? Why should they be having uh Well, I think they're a religious political. school. It's a religious school. I know, but still, they're kids. Yeah, I'm I agree with that. I'm not saying religious but... school is because you get uh, a good education in a lot of different ways, but um, I, I don't, I'm not a fan, whether it's from the left or the right, how old were these kids? Were they teenagers, or were they like? I'm not a fan of uh, Tim bought one for you know, Gil, the, his son. You know, the eight year old that you bring to the whatever rally. It's like yeah, it's, just, it's doctrination. It is indoctrination. indoctrination. I believe it's a Catholic I school. Twelve, you said doctrination. Twelve oh, Our Lady Damnation. of the Rosary. So that's a Catholic school, right? Our Lady of the Rosary. If the word rosary is involved, it's usually a Catholic school, yeah. typically. And it just said pro life on the hat. That's all. Okay, get that's, out. But I mean, we how can't old, have that. Hate. My point is. Stop including your children. Don't you hate it when the teachers are about to go on strike and they get the kids to be on their side? Like, I'm, I'm oh, not going to decide. Too? Yeah, well, the third grader thinks that uh, we should raise the tax. Hey, these third graders say that without this new splost tax, they will never be able to read a book again. Miss Apple needs her apple. They <laughs> now, wouldn't what, let me wear yeah. my is, splost hat. Is the what ki- it reminds me of is when parents are divorced and the one is like, well, if daddy would just mm-hmm. do this, like you want this for mommy, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then they go like, daddy, why don't you give mommy? Because she is a... That's why I got broken up. I want up. Mrs. So-and-so to have money for yeah. her eggs at home. I remember when I was in community college. I did a stint in community college in my uh, late 20s. What was the name of that community college? That would be one of the best in the country, at least at the time. That would be Monroe Community College. And in the uh, sociology class, there's this real, like, uh, um, she, she explained to us, well, this is a science, but there's an activist wing, and I'm part of the activist wing. And so at the time that we were in taking our course, there was uh, an election coming up locally where whatever was on the thing for more student loans, something that would help her yeah. and, and the school. And so she explains all that when she's supposed to be teaching us sociology, but, you know. And she explains to us the whole thing about it, and then she ends it with, um, so we're all going to make sure we go out and vote uh, yes in favor of proposition, whatever, you know. And I didn't really have the nads back then. But I remember thinking to myself, even, you know, what was I, 28 or something, I was thinking to myself that I think of it differently. And I said this to some of the other students as we were out in the hall. It's like, if you tell me that taxpayers are going to help me go to school, my first response is going to be gratitude for whatever. Because to me, and I thought, people aren't thinking about this right. They're thinking about this as the state and government and whatever. And I was thinking of it as, okay, here I am, 27, 28 years old. I've decided to come in and take some courses or whatever. And if I get any kind of uh, aid for that, then that's like my neighbors. It'd be like if I went knocking on their door and said, hey, I have this plan. I want to go to school and blah, blah, blah. Do you have any money for me? And like I think of it that way. Like, so, well, I've got 30, son. <laughs> yeah. Put that. That's how I was thinking about it. Like I would be grateful for any amount of money that somebody, that the community would decide that I should be able to use to better myself. But the attitude in this class was different. It was like, we got that. The next thing is this. And they've got to give it to us. And, and there was this idea that I have a right to my neighbor's money. Yeah. And my feeling was, isn't it nice that my neighbors are willing to chip in? And that's the whole difference, right? It's all in worldview, right? Mm-hmm. Like how you, how you see that stuff.
And that's why, to this day, I've always been in favor of zero tax. It's my new thing. Yeah, that'll hurt communities. Let the world pay for itself. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Taxation. How do you do it properly? Taxation? Uh, uh, you know what? Consumption tax. To tie this all up, I am not going to ask the opinion of a third grader. You put when a it comes to taxation, fair tax hat on your kid. Yeah, fair tax. I don't get out. Fair tax is actually a good idea. I know it was kind of you know Neil Bortz was one of the main people behind it. My whole thing with fair tax is it's just too damn difficult to explain it, because you are because goods and services in the immediate will cost more by a by a number, but you will end up if you want to. Paying way less because you the reason that each good would cost more is you only pay tax when you consume. Hey, you don't get any when tax you buy it. Check or and then you got to explain. Well, there's other things: staples, bread, milk. <laughs> there's so much to explain, but the it's very difficult to get down to what's great about the fair tax, which is if you choose not to buy a new car, if you choose to wear your shoes for another three months longer than you normally would, you pay no tax. Because you're not buying things. It gives you power. But when you do buy things, the taxation is exorbitant, and, but it gives you more power. Really, probably the best idea out there, I just think it's too hard for a politician. I mean, people get elected on hope and change. Say it over and over and over and over and over and over. Or uh, you know, what, was, uh, what was Trump's? I'm crazy. Whatever it is, you know, you get. <laughs> I'm nuts. Wait for me. I'm it's not Hillary. Time. It's time. I'm not Hillary. Yeah. That was, uh, I believe that they all kind of have those uh, hope and change. Yeah, those buzzwords. The buzzwords. Hope and so, changey. So, how are you going to get in there and explain something like the fair tax, which is, I know, I know, it's going to seem like each item costs more, but you actually will spend less over. And by the way, we have carve outs, and it's just too difficult. So, for that, it's not as good as a fair tax. But if I have any kind of, I would say, go for a flat tax. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's easier to explain to people. It's like, hey, it's if it's if it's twelve percent, then twelve percent of your income and twelve percent of Bill Gates' income are very different. So yeah, still, I don't like you it. You get a lot more from Bill <laughs> Gates than you. But I also think everybody should have some skin in the game. I think if you're going to have taxation. You know, unless somebody is just homeless or houseless or unbound or whatever we're saying these days, unless you're that far off the grid economically, no matter what level you're at, you should pay $5 a year in tax or something just to be invested, just to have it, you know, so it's a percentage of your income. If you make $32,000, they'd probably exempt everything up to like 32000 or whatever the family poverty line is. Well, yes. wouldn't you have to amend the Constitution in order to do that, in order to implement that type of taxation? No, no. no. Taxation is, uh, is um, they, the, I believe, off the top of my head, the right to taxation, I believe, is in the Constitution, but not the particulars. Okay. The Constitution is, is more full of what the government can't do. What they outline, the Constitution outlines, this is what you can't do. And then for 240 years, we argue about what the government can do. And I think it's pretty obvious if you look up, uh, they won, we lost, the people. Yeah. <laughs> the government, 9,325. The people, zero. This uh, impish character over here, this Jared Yamamoto, doubting me. Questions during the commercials. <laughs> well, what about this? And what about that? I felt like, well, this is one of these gotcha interviews. 
Sometimes I like to challenge my host. Started asking me what I read every day. Uh, I don't read things. I read stuff. You got your phone. You're never bored. You can read whenever. I was referencing the Sarah pa- Palin thing. Oh, the gotcha I... interview. Remember when they... they it's uh, one of those gotchas. <laughs> that's when I started looking at Republicans like, it's a gotcha question to ask a vice presidential candidate Oh, that was what in she that 60 reads. Minutes yeah. Interview, yeah, what she reads and where she gets her news from. That's a gotcha question. I'm not so sure that's a gotcha question. I have Tad fill out Mad Libs and then I read that. <laughs> <laughs> the hairy man <laughs> stepped in a poop. <laughs> hey, that's not getting naughty now. This is a family show. You know that. All right, what was the question you were asking? So my question was. I don't think that they could just implement a fair or flat tax because I think they'd have to repeal the 16th Amendment in order for that to work. 16th Amendment is the amendment. By the way, that shows what I was saying. You had to actually amend the Constitution to be able to have a federal income tax. That's right, federal income tax. Okay, but so I don't, why would you think that if a fair tax, it doesn't, the 16th Amendment, you can read the beginning of it to me, but um, I don't think it says the government must impose a federal. I think it says the government can. It is pretty broad. It says the Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without appropriation from among the several states and without regard to any census. Meaning, meaning uh, there's a, the government can say, this is how we do it. And a state for the federal (laughs) thing can't say, hey, states' rights. And basically, what it's saying is, we have a right not to pay federal taxes. Every, even though there are there are low tax states like Georgia and no tax states like Florida, you still have to pay whatever the federal regime is. And so, all that says is shall and may. It doesn't say must. It doesn't say what how the tax has to be done. But like I say, now Florida, they're the ones that are calling for the fair tax. Is that is, is that what no, you're no, no. this is doing? They're trying to the the house, the house. In the you know the Congress. of representatives, yes, they're trying to pass where Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and AOC live. Yes, yeah, a fair mm-hmm. tax, and you know the the usual people on the left are coming. Up, well, it's going to make it yeah. harder on working people, even though it won't. It doesn't have a chance of getting through, right? No, this is kind of a political. Make statement. too much money off. Even if it got through the House, uh, it would die in the Senate. Yeah, right? of course. You're going to see a lot of that grandstanding. You know, you look like now, right now, this uh, thing with the uh, the debt limit, the debt ceiling. Beware of June. Yeah, boy, it was all going to go away. All of America flushed right down the toilet. And you have a dance going on. So let's just cut right through to what the dance is so that you can identify these things. Um, The dance is Biden says, um, I'm not going to negotiate, but I'll have a meeting with Kevin McCarthy, but I'm not going to have a negotiate. Well, why why would you have a meeting if you're not going to negotiate your politicians at high levels, you have different points of view. Why wouldn't you? So I don't know. Kevin McCarthy walked out of there saying, you know, we think it, it went all right and we'll do more in the future. But the real dance is Biden doesn't want to negotiate because he wants the re- he knows that the Republicans are saying we need to cut spending. And when you say to the American people cut spending, it's overwhelmingly popular. But once you start telling them where you're going to start cutting, politically speaking and campaign speaking, that's when you've got them. Because there's a whole bunch of people who rely on all of these things that no matter what it is. So you, the standoff here that's really happening is Biden, they could get together and get the job done. But of course, the most important thing is winning the next election on both sides. So Biden's playing a game. McCarthy's playing a game. Biden's game is 
tell us what you're going to cut so I can use it against you. And the Republicans' game is, let's see how far we can go just by saying we think that there need to be cuts and not being specific. And these, this is the only thing that matters. Blah, 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 blah. From here until the end of time. Oh, it won't work. I'll go to hell. <laughs> Why isn't my array working? There's nothing working in this station today? It's not working. Anyway, blah, 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 blah on everything. And uh, the media that knows better, everybody in the media knows that the United States of America is not going to go off the edge of a cliff because of this. I'm 58. I've seen it 900 times. The warnings are always there. So let's just cut through all the clutter and let's just only think about the reality of what's going on here. The question is, will Biden have to uh, negotiate, or will the Republicans have to reveal what it is they want to cut? That's it. Clutter gone. That's all this is about. The one thing you need to understand is this, like every other issue, neither side gives a damn over what helps you. Both sides are playing this game based on what they believe will get them elected the next time around. One side's going to be right. One side's going to be wrong, and like watching ESPN, that's the only halfway interesting thing here. The program that feeds your kids at 6 o'clock in the morning, 10 years from now, it's going to be there. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be there. So just cut through the clutter of, oh, this, that, park. we'll have no more parks. 10 years from now, the parks will be there. This is all BS. You have two sides jockeying over the research that has told them what message will win the next time around. And that's it. Neither side. I mean, you have Biden saying, I'm not going to negotiate. Why do, we, why do we have a debt ceiling? See, th- think about things. What, it's like saying every Wednesday at my house is window washing day, but we don't wash the windows. <laughs> like, yeah. The whole concept of the debt ceiling is because you're supposed to, it's supposed to make you think, okay, what are we spending on? What are we, if you would believe the people who always want to just raise it, which is usually whoever's in power because it makes it easier, then you would think that the reason that we have this yearly argument is just to have it for no good reason. We need to do it and you need to always raise it. That's understood by smart people. In this house, <laughs> we understand that the debt ceiling fight is really just a way to get together and, I don't know, play around. We all know going in, smart people always raise it. Well, if that's true, raise it by a $35 trillion and let's stop having this argument every year. All right, a little bit of uh, house cleaning here. First of all, if you missed any of today's show, do not worry. You can stream or download the full Doctrine podcast on WSBRadio.com, the WSB Radio app, or any of your favorite podcast providers. As usual, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Findlay Roofing. Item number two. Uh, I believe that we're going to have to work extra hard on this show because uh, one of our colleagues is going to go down hard, and that's going to be Tim Andrews. Because we have just found out that they have uh, banned smoking out on the deck. Oh, and no. by the way, more people smoke. This, half the staff is going to go down. It's banned. Oh, I thought it was just like moved to the corner of the deck. It is completely banned. That's though. what I heard. What we heard is that it's I banned. I heard that you can't do it anymore. Wow. Now, that is, if you notice over the next few weeks, 
that uh, Tim Andrews maybe maybe uh, trigger happy with the anger or something. You'll understand. Yeah, but you don't need to do it anyway. Yeah. Now the question is: so somebody here complained, and we don't know. Someone's doing something I don't like. Well, you know, it's, that I, it's, doesn't affect me at all. We have asthma. I see them. And yeah. They're doing a thing I hate. Well, I don't know. Are there people above you, below you, in balconies that can are you stinking up the, the the joint? I never see anybody yeah. out there, but people that go out there to have a cigarette or a cigar. And you've made friends. Because what happens is the cigarette smokers make. Uh, well, they you know, don't they, want people. They, being... they forge lasting bonds that's because right. they're always Before having they croak. These stupid conversations. It's the cigarette alliance. <laughs> yeah, the secret alliance. Uh, that's what they're trying. I to... don't like that, so I'm gonna. Tell I'm an adult, but it, but. listen, I don't know who it is around here who complain, but uh, uh, my as, I'm going to start my suspects. Let's just start with uh, those who are still wearing masks. <laughs> I could be wrong, but my Columbo instincts. Ooh, the thing that you're doing out there upsets me. Uh, Why don't you just shut up? So how how are you going to deal with this? I'm going to do it anyway. They can fire me. That's right. That's true. There you go. There you go. You can vape. Okay. Vape. Yeah, he doesn't like vaping. Vaping sucks. Vaping makes me want to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. I know, but you can we'll vape give you nicotine gum. That just for now. Can't you? What she's saying, for three hours a day, can yeah. you vape? I could not smoke for three hours a day. No. But I prefer not to. Well, I, me too, because I want I want Tim Andrews at his best. <laughs> oh, that's so selfish. It's, it's just generic. dumb. I hate all these businesses. Well, we are a non-smoking <laughs> campus. Oh, who, oh. I'm uh, outdoors. <laughs> what about back here? Maybe you can go out yeah, here you by go the columns. All the way, are you going to put a door there? There's oh, no, I have to go all the way out there. No, you don't have to go much further. It's right over there. It's, uh, it's if about they're the banning same. it out there, they're going to ban it out there. It might, the trees might not like it. Oh, okay. Just don't ash in the white columns, the yeah. historic white columns. Okay? Yeah, they're going to ban cars from driving by because they put out a lot of... I uh, don't so that's the second item. I don't know what's going to become of that because uh, most people won't admit it around here, especially the ones on the air, but that's half the staff that's going to go down. They can't. <laughs> if they can't smoke... Uh, That's true. If everybody just continues to do it, what are they going to do? See, I don't know. I can't help here. I I don't smoke. And, uh, you know, what am I going to do? March down there and say, listen, you're you're killing my show. I want Tim Andrews to quit. His wife does. Um, his his little son <gasps> would like to Your be able son. to throw ball with his dad, who was like 53 when he was born. But <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> but there's, you know, for right now, I get a better performance out of Tim Andrews if he can go out there and smoke during the breaks. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's outside and bothering nobody but the birds. And then another thing. Those poor birds. Yeah, they, what about the they birds? They were speaking for the voiceless. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I did notice a couple of dead birds down in the well, that's because uh, they're beneath. dumb and they fly into windows. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I'm going to start smoking in support. Thank you. Hey, George, oh, George Clark. George. Good job. Good nice. job. Why can't this that's be the sacrifice. 70s? He's willing to sacrifice his lungs for I, your cause. I miss the 70s when people who didn't smoke didn't matter. Well, <laughs> I, I remember, kidding, like these days now, cigarette smoke really I find to be obnoxious. But obviously in the 70s, I grew up in a time when there was we had the windows closed in the car and people mm-hmm. were smoking. I was like, I guess it didn't bother me then. I guess I didn't have any uh, any asthma. So I don't know what to do about that, to be honest with you. I think you're going to be the, – the way corporations are now, I think it just, you know, it's going to be – it's say. got some sort of cause labeled thing. Yeah. Well, you know, corporations are soulless, heartless. They don't give a damn about anything. But they always want to make you feel like, oh, we care about your lungs. A fresh concrete initiative. <laughs> Tim, get- it could be some sort of thing like the uh, stadium has, you know, where it's like you get some sort of – tax break or something if you have a smoke-free ah, possibility possibility you see what they're doing they're hammering down on y'all yeah. hey tim get the facts are you not a free man in a free country not anymore that's why that's what i'm saying 
but there's nothing I can do. I think you're kind of screwed unless you and uh, you're just going to keep on doing it and figure out what they do. Yeah. What are they do? What are they the first time, what are they going to do? Fire you the first time, warning. Yeah. They're going to look at you like, um... Because of Tim's okay. rhetoric over there, we have to be careful. Remember to get the facts about smoking and lung cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right up here to the, the left, or the, I'm sure in the video of this, they'll be like, get the facts about smoking. Not what these shock jockey talk show people say. Get the facts about stress. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be getting that now. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Apollo. But it's bad for you. Thank you. In the building. I have a crazy However, man. Crazy I have man. heard you talk about wanting to quit and at some point try. I don't want to right, be forced into it. The corporation doesn't have a right to force a- him into absolutely. quitting. Absolutely. And, and I'm not agreeing with that. I think it's dumb also. But. Yeah. Yeah. But. If. But. You know, if you could use a little, you know. Who's going to pay the ass. price? Who's going to pay the price? This show. Yeah. As he gets through it. As he goes cold turkey. Popcast. The popcast will be unlistenable. Maybe maybe I can quit while I'm doing the uh, pale, the plugola train. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, Here's yeah. the other piece of okay. Now we have another thing that we have to attend. Yeah. What is it with this workplace and homework? <laughs> Are we not uh, brought in to do a job, and basically you get paid if you do your job, and you get fired if you don't? Isn't that bas- isn't life supposed to be that simple? We see you, Eric. Oh, that's another thing. These signs. We see you the not taking this training. We see you <laughs> all the time. What about the bathrooms? We see you and you're sleeping. So I, the, the uh, plugola, payola, plugola. Uh-huh. Uh, what's that? What's that? What's that? You got a little verb. Well, the fact that you don't know is why you need the training. No, I know. I just want to know what it says. <laughs> if you accept any paid programming or content or blah, 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 or promote issues or events or some type of thing or whatever, you have to follow these rules. Wait Pace. a minute. Wait a minute. Does that mean that I can no longer get free soup from Max's uh, soup winery? I think so. Soup and yeah. It's been wonderful. It's Max, delicious. I don't understand. It's delicious. Max always never charges me. I love me. the jingle too. Max is soup. Uh, yeah, and Max never charges me. Says he loves the show. He says and he's always told me, hey, as long as you let your audience know that you love the soup here at Max's Soup. Yeah, he loves it so much. He gives you a thousand dollars every time you let him come in here to give him away the soup. Who gets harmed? Nobody. Who's harmed? You know, less people know about Max's Soup, and now I have to pay. Yeah. So I'm not going anymore. Max loses the customer. Sorry, Eric. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I, mean, I, I got it. You know, you got to pay your tab. Yeah, I, Max's Soup Emporium or whatever has been yeah. taken over by Kraft. Oh, and oh. also not, no longer allowed to smoke there. That's true. Yeah, I don't want to go there anymore. Not that I yeah. smoke, but I like being around smokers while they're eating. Smoking while soup. I'm eating <laughs> makes me feel comfortable. I look around and go, "Yeah, I'll probably outlive this bunch." It reminds Which you nice. that you're alive. It reminds you of that you're somebody. How long have you been smoking, Tim Andrews? Way too long. I 12, 13? Come on. Be honest. When did you first start smoking? Uh, I was 18. Hey, you were not. Wow. You were not. Regularly Listen, smoking, you wanna make yes. it? Do you want to be a huge star in radio? Stop lying to the audience. I asked you a <laughs> direct question. That's an honest question. No, there's no way that you started smoking when you were 18 years Habitually, old. Habitually. 18. Prior to that, I would like shoplift a pack. Well, you didn't need to because you yeah. could just go into it. I, the first pack I ever bought was 45 cents yeah. of Marlboro Reds. I walked into a store. I was nine. I said, can I have a pack of Marlboro? Can I have Marlboros, please? And they gave me the cigarettes. Of course. They thought you were buying them for your parents or something. It didn't matter. They didn't, they didn't give it. It's 45 cents, man. I'm trying to keep, yeah. I gotta keep the yeah. lights on. Yeah. Whoever comes in. Are a nickel. And then this kid and I went under the train trestle and smoked and then put him in a little Is that hole. all that happened under that train trestle? Yes, okay. yes. Okay, I'm just asking. Chuck wasn't... You know. yeah, okay, well, so, you know, kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kids. Curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so I get when what am I? I have to go attend something for this. I've been in radio since 1989. It's, it's got to be online. What are they going to teach me about? Pay? Oh, you can't do it. Hey. But what think, is it exactly? I, I think know. I should be able to get out of this because I I have a contract. And that language is inside of every contract. It's yes, always on like exactly. page four or something. Uh, and when you sign your name, you're signing and saying, if you do this, we can fire you and we don't got to pay you nothing. No, that's the cause. You're it's like out of testing, here. It's like testing out of a class that you feel like you already know the content. Right. You can test out of it. Yeah. So like submit your contract. Submit that part of your contract right. to this. Yeah. I'm already, you email. already have the right. I've already agreed. If you If I do... You know. Well, we heard your Max's soup segment yeah. there, Eric. Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Now, it may be true that Max gives me my soup for free, but that has nothing to do with me telling you that if you want the best cup or bowl of soup, you want to go to Max's soup. It is <laughs> Max's and, soup. Boop, 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 boop. There it is. You know the jingle. And wine emporium. Get to know the soup. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Now, it may be true that I get all of mine for free, and you're not going to get any soup for free. But you're going to get great soup. That's Max's soup. soup. That's Max's guarantee. <laughs> well, should I be able to do it if I tell people that it's a con? All right, here's the way. It's not the best soup in town, but it's free to me, which makes it really good. You get the max value. You, yeah, I get the max hey. value. You're going to have to pay. Lake Lanier clam chowder, the best you've ever had. <laughs> Particles from the docks on Lake <laughs> I just don't get it. So you're telling me the days of radio hosts being able to just tell somebody they stopped by a restaurant last night mm. and withhold the information that they were not charged anything because of their position on the radio? That's, I got to tell the audience that now all the time. You're going to have to clamp down on my erection meds. Mm, yes. <laughs> you get all those for free. Yeah, just by mentioning. Tim, Tim Andrews goes to all of them. Yeah. Hey, let me try it out. Dr. Ed, right? You got that wave? Well, well that acoustic right. wave. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The guy <laughs> plays acoustic guitar next to your penis. <laughs> Get an erection. It's you. very therapeutic. <laughs> it's all everything. It's James Taylor. <laughs> he guarantees if it doesn't work in his office. Oh, Rexico. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, I'm going to see more fire, and I'm going to see more rain. I've been bent, and I've felt pain. <laughs> well, I could take care of that for you. You have priapism? Have you been to a, a urologist lately? Not lately, but I've been. <laughs> uh, we start a live read? Well, no, there's... Uh, Guys. <laughs> well, I'm not... I'm, well, those days are gone with the plug hole. I used to get all my urology stuff from Earl's Urology. <laughs> Come on in, I'll fix you He wouldn't charge me a thing as long as I told people that they're the best urologist in town. Ain't no smoking here. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get away from these Nazis. Um, <laughs> Burn in hell, Hitler! Hey, Too many rules. And regs. Too many rules. I don't want to go to another. So this is online. It made when you read it to me. I before, don't know if it's online. It or made not. it seem like you can. It said attend. The word attend was in there. There are three, and you can pick from one of the three to go to. Look for the invite to follow. I I look for nothing. I look. For, I like to go to. We well, don't even look. I don't look at my email. Right. So either they'll be smart enough. Sometimes they go, oh, he's, you know, we got to deal with this douchebag, Eric Von Hessler. And then they, they push it to my Gmail. Yeah. But I check my corporate email account 
maybe twice a year, Jared. And years have gone by where I've oh been once gosh. in two years. to reset that damn password. Uh, I never know what the password is. Over again. Huh. What's well, all crap that comes from the corporation? You know, hey, this is Saturday. We're going to be planting trees. Do I get paid? No? Okay. Didn't need that email. Seriously entertaining. The Von Hessler Doctrine. Weekdays, 9 to noon. On 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Oh, we're back? Mm-hmm. Well, then I guess I'll deign to speak to the audience. We have a new giveaway. What, we what happened? We were giving away Jimmy Buffett tickets, and then now we're uh, just changed on us. At the middle of the week. Uh, Is Jimmy still coming? Is he? Is he... Potentially. Right. What do you mean potentially? Is it canceled? No, no. it hasn't been canceled yet. There's no. just uh, some some negotiations with the dates that are going oh, on with Live Nation. Right. So. Wait, you know that for a fact? I was just like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I got a, we got, an e- we got an email about it. But Is there a thing going on with the Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer band? That's right. They're not allowed to smoke reefer anymore. They That's have to right. Vape. No more reefer. Vaping reefer only. Yeah. How many people do you think that you see vaping are actually vaping weed as opposed to because you can't tell? You can right? tell by whatever they're using. Well, you can because you're like an expert at it, but I don't think most people can. I oh, that, like, so the, the 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 pot vaping things that, that's like a thin yes. cylindrical thing, and it seems like now is there nicotine ones that are like that as well, or uh, they're bigger than because then the other ones are like they people look like they're holding an old school carburetor in right, their right. Those are the ones you buy at the you know the vape shops, mm-hmm. and you have to have. The ability to change things out, you have to know little mechanics, which is why I never... Oh, you got to have like we have those little uh, screwdrivers for glasses and stuff. Sometimes you have you to have, go in there. You have to change. And plus, <laughs> I'm so jittery. To change the filter or something? I get so jittery, I spill the nicotine juice all over the place. And I don't oh, that's that. a good smell. That's nice. That's no. good stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. strawberry fart. Oh, okay. Strawberry fart. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's true. A lot of people um, that I work with at the Yacht Club vape, you know, because yeah. they're all waiters, you mm-hmm. know, so everybody smokes. But they all vape instead, and they just do it right there in the back. You know, like, they don't have to go outside. I know, but the, the amount of steam that comes out of them. You yes. think it's 1860, for heaven's sake. <laughs> All right, win two tickets to see Stevie Nicks. That'll happen Monday, May 22nd at State Farm Arena. Be caller number 10 to 404-872-0750. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. So what did you just say? I don't even know about that. I didn't realize. What's the Twitter Live Spaces thing? It's Twitter Spaces. Uh, do you remember that app a couple years ago where people could talk and then create a room? Yeah. And they'd have these chats. Like, you called... go in there and like Elon Musk would be in there yeah, or something. Well, they, it's all done on Twitter now. It's oh. called. It was called Clubhouse and it yes. still exists, but Twitter basically just made their own version of it. Yeah. They didn't just go buy it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Cl- they didn't need to. Clubhouse still exists, <clears> but it's me. primarily people talking about music on there now. Yeah. Boring. Is it about music that's coming out today? That would be a really boring yeah, conversation. A little bit hey, I like this. It sounds almost exactly like the last thing I liked. Okay, there's the conversation. I didn't like this. It's very different from the other thing that I liked. Okay, don't worry about it. All right, now let's we'll, go. We'll fix the algorithm. We'll give you something. <laughs> we promise we'll get you next time around. It'll be just like the 17 last hits you've loved, but a little different. Let's go around the horn. Let's hear what Tim has to say about that new Drake song. Go ahead, yeah, Tim. 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 Uh, Tim Andrews. I don't like it. Autumn, how did you feel about the new Drake song? Uh, who's Drake? There you go. 
So this, this I'm ha- betting that there's not one single song by Drake that I would like if I bothered. You don't. That's why know I don't that. bother. You don't know. You, you can might. call me on I my love- cell phone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, what is that it. one? The girl I, I who. Huh? It sounds like a Wii song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've never heard a Drake song. I'm going to go on a limb here and say that, uh, yeah, all of his music just sucks. Beyond belief. Uh, Glenn Greenwald does these. Uh, Matt Taibbi. Elon right. will sometimes host them. They talk about. You know, the Twitter drops, the Twitter files. Well, somebody's like got to talk about it. Yeah. Is that why you just told me that Sean Lennon, you just got to you just gotta notice Sean Lennon is listening. I'm like, to this show? Well, you were talking <laughs> about yeah. John at the moment right. that popped up. I was, was making weird. a very bad off-color joke about the song Come Together. Yes, and then it popped up on my phone, <laughs> Sean Lennon is listening, and I was scared for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but You're he, talking about my dad? Me dad? He joined into a, into a space about uh, Bitcoin, because he's into all that. Yeah, yeah. But there's been very little, it kind of went away, that... Uh, uh, Sean Lennon had that tweet earlier. That's in the, right. Uh, he had a tweet that basically said, um, which was the truth, that like no, nobody's talking about the Twitter files, but you know if you read them, there's a lot in there that is shocking. And what did he say? So we're becoming a Ready Player One, Ready Player One, yeah. plug in, tune and tune, tune out, out. Uh, yeah. uh, and don't you know? And I th- and I think what happens is people just kind of like, okay, we'll just pretend that we'll pretend that Sean. Isn't you know? He's yeah, a beautiful not, boy. He is a beautiful boy. He's a uh, beautiful boy. John Lennon. Yes. It's, he's a beautiful boy, and he's no, my people are being ignored. Boy. He's being ignored by by people with his opinion. Well, I think the people who go up to him and say things like, "Well, your father never would have supported this," they don't know him. They don't know. They you. don't even know me. That's right. They never did. How do they know? They they think you're going to support every cause on the left for the end end of time. Look, I got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to support everything the government says. In fact, if you listen to what I was saying back then, even then I was contrary to a lot of the things that the government was saying. So what's the difference between Joe Biden and, and Richard Nixon? There's none. Uh, would you? Let's say if you were alive, if you had lived. I am alive. Well, I mean, you're alive in, on this show. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, if you were alive, alive in the, in the real world, you think you would have gotten the jabs? The ju- no, no. <laughs> if it, look, if they come out with a thing and the thing works right, and you know that it works, and it's actually what they say it is, then yes. <laughs> but no, you know how many times are they going to tell you that this therapeutic, this therapeutic that supposedly helps you from staying out of the hospital? Uh, how many times are they going to tell you that it works and then it doesn't? So and then, you're you're right there with Sean. And as then far you as gotta a- go get another. <laughs> <laughs> and another, and another. This is the John Lennon who lived and became a big Fox News fan. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's not helpful for people, because it helped certain people. Yes. But there are questions. And then when you go and you ask the questions, you yes. shunned. Yeah. Look what happened to Van Morrison, aside from getting old and fat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eric couldn't Eric. even play guitar for yeah. however long. Yeah, Eric Clapton. Yeah, Eric, and that's bad. how he makes a living yes. and butters his bread that is and exactly. pays all of his servants. That's how he does butter his bread and pay his servants. So I'm not <laughs> saying that, you know, if, if, if you ask me to take it and I determine that yeah. it works for me, then I will. Otherwise, I'll go to the uh, Agway and get horse paste. <laughs> Wow, you really, if John Lennon lived, my good, yeah, we really didn't know what you would have thought if you would have stuck around. I would have hung out with Aaron Rodgers and gone on Joe Rogan and talked about what it was like. By the way, I can say, Paul, 
isn't talented or is a jerk or talk terribly about Paul, but you can't. I wasn't going to. Well, I'm letting you know no, preemptively. I, I had no reason to I go mean, after everyone your permission. Can make fun of Ringo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And George, bless his heart, is misdirected yeah. by, you know, Easterners. Yes, yeah. With all this wacky religious stuff. F- force that sitar into those Beatles records. Well, I mean, I it sounded good on a couple of the records, but he wanted to have it on everything. <laughs> Even yesterday, he was like, Paul, can I get the sitar on you? And that's uh, no. Can I, uh, can, I, uh, um, can, I make, can I go after George? Am I allowed to go after George? No, you're not. On the only one you can go after is Ringo. <laughs> okay, I because like Ringo. Because Ringo has a good temperament and can handle it. We I all like- made fun of him. So uh, you're proud of your beautiful Biggest boy. Biggest one of all four of us. Really? Is know. that true? Ask Miss Buck. <laughs> I had no idea. He yes. seems so diminutive. We said he had three drumsticks. <laughs> Is that why, that's why he was that's in the band. That's how he played the bass. Is that how he won out for Pete Best? Pete didn't have a yeah, whole lot going on. off. I see. All right. Anyway, Propped no more making up, huh? fun of Paul. Pardon? I wasn't making fun of Paul. You're always talking about how old he looks. No, I'm not making fun of him. How he can't sing. Yeah, how his voice is gone. When you're 900 years old, <laughs> I'm with Lennon on I this one. I want to hear you sing. You know what? You just said, you said something in there that... You know, there's a lot of reasons that, like, it's like, it's just, I, I just still can't get my head around the fact that that guy singing Twisted Shout 20 years later was shot and killed. Like, that was assassinated. I bet it did. And it was like four or five, like, just insane that that actually happened. And I still think, like, you just mentioned something like, wouldn't that be wild? John Lennon on Joe Rogan? Oh, it'd be that fantastic. Be... And thank you to AI. Someday you'll be able to find that on your YouTube or whatever that's called. Yeah. Hey, are we going to do experts say? Yeah, let's I'm do it. I'm an expert on vaccines. <laughs> Just ask me. You've been dead for 40 years. I got rubella. Did you get the vaccine? The vaccine. Yes, okay, absolutely. Let's do this. The experts say. Experts say. Experts say. The experts say. Experts say. The experts say. On the Von Hessler Doctrine. It would be hilarious if Lennon had lived and it was like, by 1984, it's like, it's morning in America. Of course I'm voting for Reagan. Can I play at your second inauguration, <laughs> Mr. President? I really enjoyed you in uh, Win One for the Gippo, whatever the hell that movie was. <laughs> a big uh, TV watcher. Where's, saw the, TV. where's the chimpanzee? Oh, no, that's <laughs> Mrs. Reagan. This is how this is how the Beatles. Uh, oh, you put that little John Lennon face. I put the tongue. You, in you the were cheek. being mean. You're being mean. Being cheeky. Yeah, you're being cheeky. Rattle your jewelry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Without. All right. Back to the year 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Without missing a beat. Was that, that your time? Slap? Yeah, a- <laughs> I like that. I like that. Thanks. Isolate that. We'll use that in the future for any time. <laughs> Anytime we time travel here on the Von Hessler Doctor. Oh, by the way, congratulations to uh, Lisa Lesser. Lisa Lesser. Does she have two S's in the Lisa? Is that the real deal? Yeah. Or is that you being dumb? Uh, congratulations, Lisa, Lisa Lesser. She spells. She pronounced her name Lisa. Sounds like uh, like one of those king queen like uh, like uh, Pliny the the elder. Pliny the elder. <laughs> well, who was Pliny the elder? Pliny the elder or actually. Was it Pliny? Pliny. Pliny is a philosopher, right? <laughs> Somebody look it up. It was a philosopher. He was old. I think it was the. I think that I think I'm probably wrong here, but I think at some point. Still in antiquity to us, there was some kind of modern version of Plato's stuff. A new Gaius kind of Plinius Secundus. He was like the new school of Plato, or Roman something? author, naturalist, and uh, a nature philosophizer. Yeah, well, philosopher. Jeez, I can't philosophizer. Stuck in linen. Philosophizer. That's how much you're owned by corporate goons. Yeah, you got to work the word Pfizer into everything. <laughs>
You heard it here first. All right. <laughs> By the way, Lisa Lesser won tickets to see Stevie Nicks. That's right. That's right. And she was with, uh, I believe she was in The Knack. She was. No? She was Lisa. A- oh, The Knack. Boy, talk Lisa. about a ripoff. Hold on, Stevie Nicks. Go ahead. You're good. Congratulate L- Lisa Lesser. Happy birthday. No, it's not her birthday. No, she's just, she just won tickets to see your show. That's all. Lisa. Lisa. You won tickets. Show will be Monday, May 22nd. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Yoko Ono is almost 90 years old. Yes. She looks great. 89. You know, I think just getting to 89, we can remove the looks great part. She does, though. She looks a lot younger than that. But I mean, she moves around. Yeah. She says she walks four miles a day, but then people see her in like in a wheelchair. But she says she She walks four miles a day. 89 years old in New York City being bumped around like that? Get out of the way, Yoko. Strong woman. Always has been. Always good back. All right, we haven't done one single expert say. We have not. I've got a good one for you, too. Have I congratulated uh, Lisa Lesser? You have, twice. Is it... Am I dreaming? Or are we... Are we, are we doing... Are we? Is this real? Okay. All right, then. Anytime I see a train door open, I head for it. <laughs> That's my problem. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so easily distracted by train doors. <laughs> what was he saying? That first of all, is that real? You really believe that's true? These lying politicians. Every time I see one, I walk right toward it. Yeah, let's play this. Play that again. Anytime I see a train door open, I head for it. You have eight AI Biden who uh, actually tells us more about that situation. Every time I see an open door on a train, I click my heels together, take a dollar out of my wallet, light it on fire. <laughs> do an interpretive dance and fling my body through the hole. That's, <laughs> that's the whole story. Also, uh, Biden, he doesn't just go toward it. There's a, there's a second act. Biden yesterday said this. Look, Jack, one of the best uh, radio shows I've ever listened to. Uh, no joke. Folks, it's the Von Hessler doctor. How come, uh, how come the AI doesn't do Biden that well, but it does Trump so well? Um, I mean, there's just as much Biden. He's been in the Senate since 1973. Because, because you have to write it in a way that the oh, AI can... So the person who wrote the Trump thing yeah. wrote it with his cadence yes. and that sort of thing. So I tried to do a, a mashup of Kamala Harris and Paul Lind yesterday, but you can't get the nuances that Paul Lind had. Well, maybe you should write it in that way. I did, anyway. Because I wanted, <laughs> to, I wanted to create a new character <laughs> called uh, Paul Paula Lind, because yeah. I think Kamala Harris. Does anybody remember yeah, Paula Lind? Yeah, let's go buses. Prop- <laughs> Dumb Deloise's Jackie Shorts. <laughs> but there's also a Lily Tomlin thing there as well. Yeah. One ringy dingy. One ringy dingy, and dingies are great. You know the- What is a dingy? It's a boat of some kind. It's a. Uh, it's in the yeah. water. It's a small yeah. boat. And what do boats do? What are boats, boats for? Uh, boats <laughs> are things that we've floated on for generations. They got us here. And sometimes rich people have nicer boats than poor people, but everybody floats. These are going to remain yellow school buses because who doesn't love a yellow school bus? They will remain yellow, but their heart will be green. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> At the end, she sort of she cracked herself up. The- Correct yourself up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Did she like fly away on a broom and say surrender, Dorothy? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Biden's the lion. 
Jared Yamamoto was the best prime minister Japan ever had. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this open AI needs to stop. This is wrong. This is a movie. Um, pretty soon we'll have another course we have to take for our oh, yeah. corporate masters. Get the facts about AI. Yeah, yeah get the facts. <laughs> it's good for you. All right, we have not done one single thing on Experts Say, and we opened it, I don't know, last the year. Experts Say, if you see a train with a door open, you run at it. How do you hear something like that? What is he just? This is just like words coming out of his yeah. mouth. Anytime I see a train door open, I head for it. That's that's the behavior of a moron. That's the, that's the behavior of the of the <laughs> of the, like the town dunce. All right, watch him. All right, hold on. Anytime I see a manhole, I walk toward it. Hey, hey Mike, can you say hold my beer hey, real quick? Hey, hold my beer. Hey, watch this. <laughs> No joke. <laughs> really, no I joke. Mean, light it. Light if it. If you had like that, uh, you know, the dim-witted village idiot type, yeah. and, but everybody in the village loved it. It was like, well, okay, the trains are coming. Where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy? Tie him up. <laughs> yeah, don't let him see the doors. <laughs> oh, this guy just says things. Anytime I see a helicopter <laughs> land, I walk up to it, start it up, and try to fly it. <laughs> no joke. No joke. Uh, <laughs> Can we fit in one expert say? Yes, real quick. Uh, yesterday we played this audio from Tim's backyard in Tucker, Georgia. There's a lot of coyotes there. Yeah. They're everywhere. And Slenderman. And <laughs> right on cue, the AJC put out an article last night from their experts. Misunderstood coyote, coyote experts? Coyote Is experts. this Peter Coyote, the actor? <laughs> it might be. I don't think anyone knows more about it than him. So from our experts right here in Atlanta, Georgia... I mean, if your last name was Barrel Maker and you wanted to know how to make a barrel, who would you ask? Peter Barrel Maker. Absolutely. Misunderstood coyotes did not evolve to eat your pets, AJC experts say. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, all right, well, that's great. I don't really care why they eat my pets. Thank they're you. They're animals. Thank they're you. feral. They're going to no. eat your pet. No, they're because it's your pet. No, they're better than us. The Atlanta oh Coyote God. Project doesn't like how we're oh. illegally trapping oh. them and killing them. That's and like when that author of Jaws got mad at the movie. I like sharks. I didn't like the fact that they painted sharks in a negative light. Shut up. Oh, people aren't going to invite sharks over for dinner anymore? <laughs> Anytime Only I jets. see a train door open, I head for it. Have you guys uh, wished Greg Ross a happy birthday yet? I did this morning. Oh, they were I have all... not texted him. Oh, I'm ahead of somebody. I just texted her. You know what I like about the, if you wish somebody a happy birthday through text, if you just stop with happy birthday, then when they open it, they get the balloons and the, the whole deal. But if you get put any more in there, that goes away. Like it's Happy birthday, old man. Just because you put old man in there, then you don't get the balloons. I put comma, Greg. And did he, get, did he get the balloons? Oh, I didn't ask. Well, He's, you see it, too. Oh, no, then he did <laughs> you not. You didn't ask. You didn't call him afterward? Hey, did you get the balloons? No, did you send me some? I just like, Happy New Year, everybody, and they go, pow, pow, pow. And they but open you know, them. you can do that. You can make that happen. You can hold down the little arrow that is the send. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been reading books for too long. I didn't know this. How? <laughs> okay, well, you stop tweeting uh, about the texting uh, issue. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to redo it. Okay, so I, I yeah. went, Happy Birthday. Yeah. Hold on. I, how do you spell? Okay, here it is. Bur- it spelled it out for me. B-I-R-F. Happy, yeah, birthday. I'm going to put his name there. His name Happy is Greg. Happy Cake Week. Uh, Greg. And, okay. uh, and then I'm going to put an exclamation point. Now hold down the arrow 
the arrow. What the arrow? Yep. The, the send the which arrow? Yeah, the send arrow. Hold, yes, hold it down. There's two arrows, you know. There's the caps arrow, and then you can't just say the arrow. No, two the arrows. send arrow. Right, I'm gonna hold it down. All right, and then go and, up to the top and select screen. Screen. Oh wow, this is new to me. Yeah, where you been, old man? And so I just, I choose which which one of these I want. Yeah, you can scroll. Through oh, all here these it is. Balloons, options. balloons. See? I want balloons. I know. There we go. I I saw them. There, there we you go. go. I know. What's that? I forget what that's from. That's from uh, Biden's chief of staff. Oh, the oh. crying guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's funny on its own. Just We're like gonna lie for a living now. <laughs> Sounds like a Him like a, his resignation. One of the coyotes. Yeah. Ron, yeah, Ron, yeah. Let's see if it goes with it. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. What the hell is going on in our backyard? I know. I know. I know. We got right. rid of Ron Klain's natural habitat, <laughs> so we have to learn to coexist with Ron Klain. Trapping Ron Klain. His, his, uh, his, his, his neighbors. Not, some of them. No, I saw some. it on next door. Oh, we can't. It's not for us to decide. It's their place. We took it over. And, and it is coyote. Yeah, wait till you eat your child. All it, right, you're gonna have a change of heart. It is coyote mating season, guys, and you uh, should be they, respectful. So that when they hear the fire truck, they, they want to have sex with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're afraid that the firemen are gonna come and hose them off while yeah. they're in the middle of their getting the business Rutten. done. Rutten. <laughs> Uh, what a word! I know. What a hillbilly it's worse word. Worse than the. Uh, what a rut. <laughs> I think only deers rut, or deer. And deers, yeah. deers with the Z. Well, more deers. than one deer is okay. a deer, of course. But <laughs> deers is one deer. Yeah. More a plural is deer. A right? plural of a plural is a. That's absolutely singular. correct. This uh, Jared Yamamoto, he's uh, challenged me all morning long, and first thing when I come in, he wants to let me know. Well, I went and saw everything everywhere all at once. And I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed it a lot. Jared Yamamoto. Well, join Nine the crowd. Join the crowd of zombies. Oh, it's not a crowd of zombies. Crowd they, of they, zombies. They definitely got it right. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect no, it's movie. Not, the fun. thing that's not perfect about it ruins it. Great acting. Great directing, I guess. I mean, great, uh, great uh, cinematography. Weak screenplay. Week where I disagree with you on Listen, that. Listen, you don't think that there's that part where basically the guy turns around and just it's like 20 minutes in, and the guy just explains everything, like all the backstory for what's happening, and then he, he, even the uh, uh, Raj and everybody from what's happening, he does all the backstory, <laughs> and and then it's basically that pushes you off the ride. Like if you didn't, if you weren't, if everything wasn't explained to you all at once, which it is. Then you would spend the time of the movie. It's really cool looking, but what exactly is going on here? What's but instead they just have a character just explain it all in like a minute. And at that point, for me, if we were on a merry-go-round, you're pushing me off the merry-go-round, merry-go-round, and now I'm just I'm just watching it go round. Like once it was explained, then it's like okay, so this is what's going on. All right, strap in for the next two hours. That's what we're doing. So without spoiling it, I agree with it a little bit because you had told me that perspective, and I do. Think that was that my the, perspective. I, I do think that the, the director goes back to that a lot. That that common yeah. you know, what screenplay where whiz bangery. Let's just call it what it is. It's whiz bangery. But, but whiz bangery. That's what it is. The thing that I picked up on where I differ from you about is that. It was his perspective of that world without spoiling anything, and then she evolves to see it differently. No, I know than that, but the the problem is that you don't. It doesn't. You are not part of it. You're just watching it happen. You there's no reason for you to try to figure things out. 
There's just that thing. Like, this is what's going on, and then it's just like watching somebody else play a video game. That's what I think. If I if they would have if we had a stronger script, then I think that it, I would have been involved and engaged. Like, what exactly is happening here? And then if you really do it the right way, in the last fifteen or twenty minutes, it's like <gasps> mind blower. So this no- is what's happening. So you did notice that every time that that change happened, that yeah. something was a little different each well, time. Well, yeah, right? I know. But then it's just like then he just ran out of time. Okay, I guess this is the last. And by the way, the uh, the whole uh, um, uh, uh, backdoor sex toy martial arts uh, fight. Think, oh, that was I funny. I think that's when I just started going, yeah. It was funny. You've seen it, George? I haven't seen it, but since you said that, I was... Well, it, <laughs> it doesn't take anything away from the film. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah, it uh, is but funny. I, all that hot dog finger segment that uh, goes on forever like too that, much it's of all that, funny. It's funny, but it's too much. It's like, it's like, hey, this comedian was so great, we want an encore. And then he comes back up and just starts saying the same jokes again. But even in the hot dog figure, there's a lesson learned in that universe as well, too, without spoiling it. I agree. It does what, go on... T- I don't. I didn't mind the the quick exposition in that elevator, but um, and yeah, maybe it could have been done a little bit more clever. Uh, but and I, I don't know. It was alright. All y'all are good. doing is spoiling this for me. What do you mean? I haven't seen it. Great film. It was a fun. Ride. It's gonna win everything. It's a fun I, ride. It's gonna win. I don't, I don't know why it should win everything. It, it shouldn't. I'm telling you right yeah, now, I mean, it shouldn't. It Although good. I do, I, I like always it. when I when I criticize it, I want to say it's not awful, and the acting is great. The lead actress, Sandra. Oh, I Yo, can't remember what her is name it? is. She's great. I mean, everybody in it is great. And so from that point of view, yeah, it's it it moves very well. It just, it's not, there's no reason for me to wonder. How can you tell a story like that without the audience at some point going, what exactly is happening here? And being able to do that kind of noodling, and that it would have been much better rather than going... 20 minutes in, this is exactly what's happening. Okay, now get off the ride and just watch us do it for the next two hours. Maybe you weren't the target. What does that mean? Maybe maybe they were expecting You're it to be old. more of a ride. I'm a cineast. <laughs> <laughs> a rowdy group of misfits that love to have fun. It is hilarious. The jokes, the voices... I think I figured out why Everything Everywhere All at Once is so popular when it does have kind of an odd subatomic physics kind of uh, thing to it. And tell me if you think I'm right here with all the fighting and everything, but with the multidimensional jumping and everything. It's really, it's an artsy Marvel movie. In a way. I think that's why. I can see that, yeah. That's why it's because it's a ton of fighting. And it's just in this one, it would be like imagine that you're like Batman versus Superman, but each of them have uh, sex sex toys. Uh, Get the bad plug, while Robin. They're, <laughs> while they're fighting, <laughs> and then you, what do you have there? You have an artsy Marvel movie. I think that's why it's so with popular. The, with a little more thought than a Marvel movie for that's sure. A, that's artsy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. An artsy, uh, you know, Mar- a Marvel movie. For the cafe crowd. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I put that. Wouldn't you agree, Autumn, who just got back with us yes. because she's too busy for the show? I'm so sorry. It's an artsy Marvel movie. That's why people like it so much. I know. It's, that's what I was thinking. No, do you agree or not? It's an artsy Marvel oh. movie. It's like you watch them fight. and Because my wife got turned off. She hates movies where they like there's one fight and another fight and another fight. And it's like, oh, <laughs> always with the fighting. I agree. She gets tired of it. Uh, you just need to go back to wherever it is you came from, young lady. Uh, Another thing is, you know, I've noticed that uh, 
you know, so the mayor, I think the mayor doesn't like this show. I think the mayor doesn't like us. He probably doesn't know you. Well, but when, so if people don't, people don't know this, but the, we're in the main control room. Scott Slade has his own uh, control room because, which is everything that he does every morning. He doesn't want people coming in, changing the buttons and everything. So he's got he a room. He's a licensed pilot. Too. He has a license. He knows what he's doing. He has, he has his own room over there. So the mayor came in uh, to, uh, uh, you know, basically say, you know, Scott Slade, tomorrow's his last show. So I would imagine the governor, if they hadn't been here, should be here tomorrow, right? He should be, come on. Can't. Come I don't on. know. I might be going back to Davos. Okay. If you, you liked it over there, huh? You, you would, but, you know, they, a few times uh, between Scott over there and the mayor sh- uh, goes to Frank Ski's show, which is, you know, but they always walk right past this big window. And they know it's WSB, but I feel like, you know that thing where you try not to look at somebody? <laughs> I feel like that's what's going on. I think the mayor tries not to make eye contact with me. And I was going to say, well, you know, you're my mayor too, but he's not. I live in Roswell. So well, they really have to you're going to ask him for a dollar. Like, it's like a hobo in here? Well, I mean, would you, by the way, I ended up after uh, having lunch yesterday with my uh, good buddy Lucky Yates, I ended up in a traffic. I had to leave and get. It's a different way that I'm used to. And I ended up on. Uh, 75, 85, and there must have been a crash or something, and it was a big backup. But, I mean, should we be allowing people, you know, when you enter and they have the two green lights, so the car next to you gets a green light, it yeah. goes, and then you get a green light, and whatever that's called. There were people begging for money on the side of the road, one guy in between the two lanes, another guy on this side, and then another guy over there. I mean... This is just the way it's going to be. Is that it? They're told. Is that just with, without with, without anything having to do with begging or anything? Is it a good idea for any of us to be standing in the middle of the road? No, they could get hurt with a cup in our in their hands. Yep. And it's just one of these things. Like, hey, I've got an idea. Start there. Start there. No more people in the middle of the road with cups in their hands. Or anything else. I don't care what they have in their hands. <laughs> Hopefully, if it's cold, you can have gloves. But not in the middle of the road. It's just annoying to me. It's like, how can you... I don't understand politicians. What would make me run for office is, you know, we got to do something about this. And then I get in office and I would do it. But all these politicians, our mayor, I'm sure, has visions of the Senate one day and statewide office. Maybe the governor or something. You, you know, know? streetcar expansion, too. So, oh, all the great stuff. How about this? In my first four years, I'm going to remove people from the middle of the road begging for money. Yeah, you got to police it, though. Well, uh, you know, yes, you do. Or have other answers. This is my problem. Why don't you vote, Eric? Because it's not about solving problems. Homelessness. You know how many politicians have got elected on either side of homelessness? And that's why it's still here. Because if it goes away, I can't use it to gain more power. How hard would it be? This would be me if I was a politician. All right, we were all elected. We disagree. We agree. We did. Going in that room. We're going in that room, and we're not going to come out of that room until we have some sort of consensus about what we're going to do about homelessness because it's been around now for like 40 years to the extreme, and it gets worse and worse. So, hey, I got an idea. Let's do something about it. 
Let's solve a problem. And you know what? We're going to have humility. We're going to come out of this room, and this is what we're going to say. These are the best ideas we have right now, but while we were in there, we all dropped our pants and noticed that we're human. So probably it's not all going to work. So what we're going to do is we're going to come out with this plan, and uh, yeah, we're going to tweak it because some of it's going to work and some of it isn't. And every time we tweak it, we got to go back in that room and make sure that we go into it all together. So uh, I'm a politician, and I'm not telling you I'm solving a problem. I'm being honest. I'm telling you that I'm attempting to solve a problem. And I'm bringing a little bit of humility, a little bit of humility that says, I don't know everything in the entire world, so we're just going to try. And what works, we're going to keep. And what doesn't work, we're going to tweak. And actually, yes, it's okay. Envision a future without homeless people in the middle of the freeway with a cup in their hand. And by the way, it's going to be better for them too. Because it's kind of cold outside these days. And uh, I got elected from my point of view, but you know what? A lot of other people got elected from their point of view. So, you know, nobody's going to be fully happy here. But we just had an epiphany. You sent us here to solve problems. That's something we hadn't thought about for the last 40 years. But we're going to try to do it. And we're going to accept your verdict come next election, because here's a weird thing. I'm thinking about helping the city, not thinking about being a senator or a governor one day. <sighs> Wake up, Eric. Wake up. That'll never happen. Snap out of it. Well, instead of a cup, Eric, I think the easy solution would be to give him just a little tap option and an iPad. So that that would be very nice. And, just... and then the people who stop, who has change? I don't even know who has change on them. I do. You have change? Oh, why? I always have change in the car. I leave my change in the car. I do too. Mine's in my little. And I give it to people, yeah. You give it to people. Uh Okay, the light's not going to be green forever while you're proving to me that you're better than I am. I'm trying to get home. (laughs) That's why he does it. You and Autumn are now targets, Tim. You realize that. Now people know there's change in your car. It's not a respectable profession. It's not a way to make a living, to stand in the middle of the road with a cup in your hand. There has to be a better way. (laughs) I'll start. That, That mayor does not like us. He refuses to make eye contact whenever he's in this building. And then I'll call and say, well, you want to have mana? No, because he won't have a conversation because he's a politician and he's always worried about saying something interesting. That's why we don't have politicians on. Hey, we're done. That music says we're being played off. The Von Hessler Doctrine is being played off. Not for the entire week, though. Jerry Yamamoto, uh, going to Arlington National Cemetery, your grandmother... My Oma? ...is being recognized because your grandfather... Was a is, Navy pilot. Is, ...is buried there, so... Jerry won't be here, but uh, congratulations on that. Enjoy that. Yeah. Rest of the show will be here 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. You're all invited to join us. But until then, continue on your journey. Do not piss off the genie. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.